What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Hope you're doing well tonight. He's back, the one and only Ivan Lovegren. Welcome Woo-hoo. back, buddy. We missed you. I missed you as well, Rob, but uh, I saw that Russ did a great job keeping my seat warm, though it was kind of impressive. He flew all the way down to Southern California just to do that. Um, good job on the show last week. Lots of fun. Uh, just sad I wasn't live and in person, but now I know what y'all go through that can't watch the show live and have to watch it on the repeat. So thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Uh, we got a great show tonight. Uh, some fantastic box breaks, including the worldwide debut of Cryptozoic CZX DC superheroes and villains, as well as the online exclusive from Panini passing the torch NFL football first box breaks outside of the company's QC programs. Thank you very much to Cryptozoic and Panini. Uh, We've got a couple of uh, interviews, one with former WWE heavyweight champ and MMA fighter Alberto Del Rio from Sportsology. Saw the first part of that interview with his upcoming opponent, Tito Ortiz, last week, and uh, we'll check in with Alberto, find out what he brought him back to the octagon also a great segment on the making of a rookie card uh, capturing the moment of wayne gretzky uh great video dug up by sports collectors daily we wanted to share with you but wow so not just any rookie card the rookie card yeah the great ones rookie card but first things first it's that time of year again hall of fame ballots is open for baseball and Cooperstown will be inducting several new people this summer. A lot, a lot of familiar names on this ballot with a bunch of people with first-time eligibility. But uh, this time of year also brings up the always interesting discussion about the PED era, steroid era, if you will, in baseball. So... We wanted to hear from you, and a lot of you have weighed in. Wow, 316 Mm. votes already. So you have the power to grant an automatic Hall of Fame induction for one alleged PED user on this year's ballot. Who do you choose? And the three written-in choices were Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, and four other. Now, first things first. If you didn't keep with the spirit of the question and responded, all of them or Pete Rose, I'm sorry, that go away. I just wanted your <laughs> feedback on the question. Would you rather but, be clever or would you rather contribute? Right, exactly. Of course, we, we know which side of the coin I fall on with that, so but, no judge. Um, no surprise. I mean, to me, 62% of the people voted Barry Bonds. Personally, that's how I voted because – I think for this whole thing, for for us to move past this whole excluding everybody thing, that the first person to get in from that era has to be the record holder of the home run record, whether you like it or not, Barry Bonds. So, Ivan, curious to know who you went with. Oh, absolutely, Barry Bonds, without a heartbeat, because I don't even believe in this whole keeping them out thing. You know my stance on this. First off, I'm pretty convinced that everybody uses performance-enhancing drugs, uh, including your darling Cal Ripken Jr., including my darling Ryan Sandberg, including my darling Chris Bryant. Everybody uses them. Everybody uses them. And the fact that most of the ones that were being used were legal, over-the-counter things that I could buy... It's just ridiculous. Let the players be healthy. Let them keep their bodies in good shape uh, and put Barry Bonds in the freaking Hall of Fame because you can't exclude him because every single middle reliever at the time was on performance enhancing drugs as well. Yeah, I I just don't get it either, to be honest with you. I mean, baseball, it, it was their dirty secret. It came out. They got busted. And they're just embarrassing themselves by continuing to do this. Like I've said for years, make a special wing. Put a big plaque as you enter with an uh, explanation of why it's there and document the history. It was part of baseball. But I do like several of the other answers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all good points. 
But like I said, I think Barry needs to get in to clear the way for some of these other guys like Alex O. Oye said uh, Jose Canseco. Claudia said Mark McGuire. Uh, Nick Graff said Canseco. Um, Ned Flanderstrom said Rafael Palmero, and I'm with him as well. Oh, 500 home runs, 3,000 hits. One of what, mm-hmm. three guys? Four guys? And he already had a Hall of Fame-worthy mustache, too. Don't forget that. Mustaches Absol- are a big absolutely. part of Hall of Fame voting. Absolutely. And then you have people that are really adamant so that none of, none of the PED guys should get a sniff of the Hall of Fame until Pete Rose is let in. And if, if that's your thing, I, I, I get that. I get that. But, oh, man, betting on baseball, betting on yeah. your own team managing a team and betting on your, I mean these are these are pretty egregious offenses are betting they worse against your own team yeah yeah while you're managing them uh, I mean so uh, I, I get it but so to answer this question yes we were looking for an answer other than Pete Rose um, but thank you all who, who voted for Pete Rose. So still plenty of time. Uh, jumped up to 337. Um, let's see how many we can get by the end of the program. Remind me to check back in on this. I feel like the yeah. last couple of weeks I've forgotten to circle back. Well, you can't blame me for last week, but uh, if you yeah, did the no. week before. Yeah, that was um, all me. That was yeah. all me last but, week. So in case you're wondering, though, where do I find that poll? Don't forget, go to twitter.com slash go GTS live um, and make sure that you follow us on Twitter, because wherever you're watching tonight, we do a bunch of giveaways on the show. We've got all those new products to open and we give away the big hits to you. But you have to follow us on Twitter for us to be able to count your votes um, and count your engagement. So first things first, there's a pinned tweet up of this live broadcast. Retweet that and you'll get a bonus entry into all the giveaways that we're doing tonight. Absolutely. Um, Ivan, you had, (laughs) you felt the need to create a meme. (laughs) Yeah, well. Yesterday. So this is this is the uh, a famous segment uh, made famous by one of our best debates ever. Uh, you you came up with a segment called Ivan is wrong, where you publicly trolled my Twitter account on the show um, <laughs> to tell me I was wrong, and then I was absolutely shocked because Rob, here's the thing: when I am wrong, I will admit it. I have no problem doing that. In fact, I actually sometimes like being wrong because of the fact that I learn something. So yesterday, um, a good friend of ours, uh, I believe he's a friend of yours, he seems to be friendly to me, even though we've never met in person, uh, Brent and Becca, a well-known sure. case breaker, who does tons of tops baseball, broke a case of uh, Archive Signature Series Retired Edition, which is 20 boxes, and he pulled nine one-of-ones in his box. Uh, wow. And... Some of them actually pulled a, a Cal Ripken, which was pretty good looking. Um, so some of them were pretty good things, but also that that product's a little funny. Some of the names they pull, and so one of them was Jimmy Key on a 1987 Topps card. And I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, the popular meme format of like somebody just throwing something out. It's like nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that at all. And then someone at top said, let's put a Jimmy Key one of one in the product. At least you didn't use the cat meme that's going around with that crying, screaming lady. Well, that should be that should be the follow up to this meme because it should be (laughs) should be Ivan trying to make memes. And then the rest of the world is the cat, because apparently um, what I learned was that while I got 50 likes on this tweet, ooh, look at that. I also got 27 replies, not even really railed, um, but just a lot of people saying, hey, I'd buy that card. Oh, I like, oh, that's so cool that Jimmy Key is in the product. Oh, man, I loved him when him and David Cohn were in the rotation, underrated Yankee. It just goes on and on. And so the the lesson I learned, there's that. Oh, it was someone else that hit the Cal Ripken 101. But the lesson I learned is that uh, people actually do want a Jimmy Key one of one. So Ivan was wrong. But it's really fun to learn but, that that many fans of Jimmy Key exist in the world. And but wait a minute is is that card is that card actually a one one though? Uh-huh. Are you sure? Yeah, 
I mean, I so you see, I pulled the photo from Brent's tweet, um, but I gave him credit. But yeah, he was posting all the one of ones that he got from the case. Because what would be really funny is if oh you did that meme and the card wasn't a one of one. Because then would you not only be wrong, you'd be an idiot. <laughs> but it is a one of one, which is good, right? <laughs> this out yet i didn't even realize uh oh my goodness i'm gonna have to go back to his feed and i i swear that was one of the one of ones he was talking about it i swear uh, oh my goodness well okay we can hide that if you don't see what rob's talking about good don't get a magnifying glass out and i gotta go i gotta go fact check myself on that one wow love you, love you bro wow um <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're never doing this segment let's, again. <laughs> let's bail you out of this and take a look at uh, a very brief uh, hobby happenings with just a few notes and nuggets this week. Um, well, I personally love it when iconic sports memorabilia outside of the big four sports comes to auction. And such is the case with Serena Williams might remember that during the 2018 United States Open final, Williams threw an absolute conniption fit after being uh, assessed a point penalty for smashing this racket in her match against Naomi Osaka. While players have been smashing rackets since the sport was invented, the controversy that surrounded the ensuing game penalty Williams was assessed cemented this moment in history. Now the racket is part of the upcoming Golden Auctions event, which ends December 7th. As for the racket's value, well, we'll get to that in a second, because it was gifted from Serena to the ball boy, who, on the advice of a friend, sold it to a New York sports memorabilia and coin dealer for $500. So founder Ken Golden recently told the New York Times that I think the low end would be 10,000 and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to 25 or 50. Wow. So, bad decision by the ball boy. Are they still friends? That's what I want to know. Uh, GTS customer Casey's finest sports cards and memorabilia in Liberty, Missouri, a suburb of Kansas City, was the victim of a brazen burglary that left a path of destruction in its wake. The CBS affiliate KCTV has more. A local family business is out thousands of dollars tonight after a thief with a taste for collectibles smashed his way in. And as police continue the search for the suspect, the shop's owner is pleading for the burglar to do the right thing. He told our Leslie Aguilar what happened. Casey's Finest Sports Cards and Memorabilia is a small family business. I've always been into it. Um, I started collecting when I was uh, six or seven years old. Patrick Dolan opened the shop when he realized his old school hobby was becoming popular again with kids. They play video games that, you know, let them open up digital packs of cards. And so they're kind of coming in and asking those questions because they're getting exposed to it digitally and they're looking to get something that they can hold in their hands. Friday morning, a thief got his hands on about 40 collector's cards using a sledgehammer to get in the store and break open three glass cases. As soon as Liberty Police were, were notified, they were here within a couple of minutes. And so he only had about a minute in our shop to grab stuff. A minute was enough, though. Those stolen cards were worth a couple thousand dollars when you factor in the smashed door and shattered cases, not to mention the damaged cards inside them. This thief cost this shop about $10,000. We have an inventory system for every single card that we have in here. And so we knew exactly what cards were taken, and a lot of them were serial numbered. All the stolen collectibles were Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill cards, many of them autographed. Dylan believes he met the thief who took them earlier in the day. There are a lot of characteristics uh, similar to the guy that was in earlier in the day, and the cards that were taken were the ones that he looked at. And so we have a, a strong feeling that he came in earlier. Dolan is confident Liberty Police will catch the thief. At this point, it's just I feel sorry that somebody thought that they had to come in and, and steal, basically, for to make a fast buck instead of letting those cards go to 
kids and collectors, which is what they were intended for. He'd be happy with whoever this is, anonymously returning the one-of-a-kind cards. In Liberty, Leslie Aguilar, KCTV 5 News. So if you're in the Liberty, Missouri or Kansas City area, we do encourage you to find that video online and share it and uh, try to do your best to bring awareness of that. Uh, on a positive note, there's a lot more job hirings going on in the hobby we wanted to bring your, to your attention. Uh, Ultra Pro is currently looking for a sales manager. If you have previous B2B sales experience, email them at careers at ultrapro.com. It's that simple, careers at ultrapro.com. If you can't manage that email, then uh, maybe you don't deserve the job. Also, if you are in either the Seattle, Washington area, or New York State, GTS is hiring. So go to the GTS distribution website and look up uh, job offerings and careers with GTS if you're in either of those areas. And Sports Collectors Daily is reporting that a Louisville slugger, uh, Ty Cobb Pat, from more than 100 years ago, has changed hands after a private sale was brokered by the Mile High Card Company. The price of the bat, which dates from the first part of Cobb's long career and was graded a game used 9.5 by PSA DNA, was a remarkable $325,000. If you live in the northeastern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area and have wanted to get some cards submitted for grading, Blowout's fantastic store in Chantilly is currently accepting BGS and PSA group submissions in-store. Contact them directly for more details. And that wraps up a look at this week's hobby happenings. Oh, one other thing. Psst. Hey, Canada. Yep, it's streaming now. Go enjoy it if you haven't seen it. And that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. I was going to say, Rob, I know we always need a little time to wrap up uh, and switch cameras because you've got boxes and stuff like that to break. Uh, I've actually got two other little points to touch on. The first is, remember we had uh, Jimmy Mahan on uh, a couple weeks ago to talk yep. about his Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, dual auto for charity? Well, the top three bidders all backed out. Yeah. And so he didn't feel comfortable offering it to the fourth bidder at that point, just feeling that they were probably shilled as well. So it is back at auction ending tomorrow. It's currently at $6,400 with 44 bids. Um, so check that out on eBay, um, following up from our other story. I hope he relisted it as qualified, they pre-qualified bidders only. But the cool thing about that, too, mm -hmm. is that Jimmy said that if it doesn't sell that he'll make up the difference for the the 15,000 and whatever and whatever it sells for this time if it's short of that. I thought yeah. that was pretty generous. Probably from the $10,000 Luca that he just sold this past week. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Follow that eBay account. It's very exciting. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, good news from our friends at Signatures for Soldiers just today. They eclipsed $65,000 raised for veterans through the use of trading cards, signed memorabilia, etc. So thought that was pretty cool and wanted to share that with everybody. Awesome. Uh, before we dive into Hot in the Shop, we'll look ahead at next week's new releases. Our very own Russ Cohen had an opportunity to catch up with Tito Ortiz's opponent in their upcoming return to the octagon, the one and only Alberto Del Rio. Might also know him from WWE fame and why he's fighting one more time. He was formerly a combat fighter before joining WWE. So let's find out more. Check this out, and we'll be back with Hot in the Shop. Do you feel like you're the underdog in this in this fight, or or how do you see yourself in it? Well, I, I, I don't feel like the underdog. I know I know some people are putting me as the underdog, but I don't feel that way because it was me the one calling Tito this out. It was the me. It was me the one asking for this fight. So. And the moment I decided to do one last fight inside the cage, I did it because as, as everything else in life, I know I, I know I'm going to win. And uh, that's why I decided to fight one more time. 
And what give? What have you done in the MMA ring that gives you the uh, the confidence to like want to face a guy like Ortiz, who's, who's got this big reputation? Well, I have always been a fighter. I have always been a contender. Some people think jumping from the pro wrestling world to the MMA just because one day I feel like it. But uh, I, uh, I've been competing my entire life. I was part of my national team, the, the, the record on my wrestling national team for many years. And then I went to fights in Japan. And yes, I'm more known for my days in pro wrestling, but um, I'm a good wrestler. I'm, a, I'm an excellent wrestler. Uh, we are we are pretty much the same age, same height, same weight. And uh, no, um, Tito is a great competitor, one of the legends of the sport. Uh, but I, I felt like this this was the right fight for me to put the company, the combating Americas, in the place where the company needs to be. And uh, and if I was going to fight one last one last time inside the package, it had to be with someone like Tito. So that way I could continue inspiring all those Latinos and Mexicans around the world fighting for the dreams and also to help it to be there, out there where it is right now. So, yeah, if we go back to the beginning, what made you become a fighter? Well, um, I come, I, to start with, I come from a place where you have to fight to survive. Like, if you want to be, you have to prove, if you, if you want to, you have to, if you, if you are in Mexico, you have to be tough. Um, especially in sports, in combat sports. In my, when it comes to me in wrestling, uh, because yes, I come from a, from a pro wrestling family, but my dad used to used to be an amateur wrestler. Same for my uncles, and, uh, and they passed that in to me, and that's why I started uh, at that, at that early age with the sports of wrestling. And, and then back then it was just because I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be a uh, pro wrestler. And, uh, and back then I thought uh, that, that was the only way, going to an amateur wrestling gym and, and getting getting uh, strong, getting tough, um, getting skilled to one day become a pro wrestler. Of course, when I grew up, I saw that Yes, you have to be an athlete and everything to do for wrestling, but, but um, you, you don't necessarily have to be part of it in order to become no for it. And you do have to train really hard to be a wrestler. You have to train really hard for MMA. What's what's the biggest difference in your training now, training for MMA for one particular match, where in wrestling you always have to sort of be ready any moment? Wrestling, I was always ready uh, to be an athlete, and, but the way you trick me when you're doing pro wrestling is completely different. I have always been in shape, but that's a huge different shape than being in fucking shape. Um, just to start with, uh, uh, for pro wrestling, I'm 140, sorry, 145, 48 pounds. Hmm. And right away, because we have to go down to 2 to 10 for the fight of December the, the 7th, and it took his to train it times a day. I had to move the way from, uh, from San Antonio, uh, away from my children. My, uh, my family, I'll be completely focused on this fight. I'm training with, with the best ones within the planet. I have amazing people, amazing friends helping me in this training camp. Uh, Javier Torres, Steve Dalloway, Ryan Bader. The folks from the MMA lab, they're letting me go there and learn from them twice a week. And, and it's, 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 it's completely different from my days when I was fighting in Japan. But then it was still a collision of third aisles, boxers, wrestlers, wrestlers, and YouTube guys and, and so and so. So these days all the fighters are well rounded. They're real, they all know how to wrestle, how to strike. And then and, and, and that's what I love this sport because it keeps evolving when it's gonna continue getting better evolving even more. And uh and me being part of this amazing organization has given me the 
opportunity to see how all this Mexico. Now, when company has gone. Gotcha. When you're fighting a guy like Ortiz, do you think you know more about him than he knows about you in the ring, video wise and whatever he can gauge that you know with your training? Well, to be honest, we I know as much as uh, as much as because uh, uh, you know, uh, of course, if you find the uh, combat, you know who Tito Ortiz is, and, uh, and him being a pro wrestling fan, he knows who I am, and uh, give each other. Okay, got it. So. First get in the ring when you're going to get in there December 7th, how quickly do you know what kind of match it's going to be? Well, I already know what kind of match it's going to be. Uh, he's one of the toughest competitors in the world. I know I'm going into a war against Tito Ortiz. Uh, I knew that since, since the moment I said I want Tito Ortiz for my last fight. Um, I already know that. Of course, once we're there, I will see uh, uh, I, I will see uh, his game plan and what he's going to be trying on, on doing that day. But, but again, uh, you know, this is MMA. Every everything changes by the second. Um, that's the nature of the sport. So, so we'll, we'll see. We are. I, I'm, I'm completely ready. I'm completely ready. 100% ready. I know he's ready. He he's been doing this for many years. So. So we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be given to all the MMA fans and the mainstream fight that day on December 7th. And, and, and what if you win? Will you still listen to offers even though you're saying this is your last fight? Will you entertain that if that happens? Yes, of course. This is my last fight. I, uh, I'm doing this for the right reasons to put, position the company in the place the company needs to be um it, it already happened i uh, when i started when i started thinking about one more fight i wanted to do it to give the company the first pay-per-view in history and to get more sponsors and to get more people talking about combat americas and it's already happened so um and yes, of course, of course, the money is good. I mean, I would be lying if I say that oh, I'm, I'm still doing this <laughs> for 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 the love and the passion, like I did it uh, 20 years ago when I took my first my first MMA fight. Uh, I would be lying if I say that but the money is really good, but also there's there's bigger reasons than than, than just the money. And um, and um, after December the seventh, I will just go home, continue doing what I've been doing with Combat America, helping them promote and create talent, and also to run my my pro wrestling company down in Mexico. But no more cage fighting. <laughs> okay, now that's great. I I wish you luck and thanks for doing this. Awesome. All right. Uh, thank you, Russ Cohen. Good stuff. All right, so real quickly to update the GoGTS Live Q of the Week poll, if you had the power to grant an automatic Hall of Fame induction for one alleged PED user on this year's ballot, who would you choose? Barry Bonds still running away with it with 62% of the vote over Roger Clemens at 24, Manny Ramirez with just five. Wow. All right. No, so No love for Manny, huh? I guess not. Let's dive into... A look at what's coming to your local hobby shop, online breaker, or favorite online retailer next week with Hot in the Shop. Kicking things off with a little NBA 2019-20 Panini Absolute Memorabilia NBA Basketball Cards. Delivers two autograph cards and two memorabilia cards in every box. Absolute memorabilia back again this year with an incredible selection memorabilia and autograph cards look for unique selection of autographed memorabilia cards of your favorite rookies i see where they get that name so two autos two memorabilia cards collect tools of the trade signatures three different ways each card showcases an auto and either three four or six swatches of memorabilia Plus, each hat features combinations of jerseys, hats, and basketballs, featuring 33 of the top rookies from the 2019 draft class. Look for on-card autographs from past and present NBA stars. This year in limitless signatures, rookie autographs, and rookie auto variations. Each autograph set will have five different levels of parallels. 
and get a feel for the game with very unique jumbo memorabilia cards uh, with jumbo basketball and jumbo hat sets. So oversized NBA basketball pieces and oversized NBA hats featuring top rookies. Look for jersey and patch cards and much more when this hits hobby shelves next week. Rob, you want to go deep with me? Deep. We're going to go real deep because guess what? Baseball is a deep sport, arguably the deepest. And you can't get any deeper than 2019 Leaf Perfect Game National Showcase Baseball Cards. If you don't recognize any of the names on this checklist or on this sell sheet or in this video, well, you will someday. These are literally the brightest high school prospects eligible for the 2020 MLB draft or going on to college careers. Each box is going to have 25 autographed cards. There's close to 300 different players represented. So these are the very first autographed cards of potential Major League Baseball future stars. And even though that checklist sounds like it might be big, these are very, very low numbered, uh, pr low number produced. Every card is serial numbered to 50 or less. And if you go to gogts.net, you can actually learn more about the Elite Prospect Development Program that uh, the Perfect Game is the national showcase for and get to know some of these players a little bit closer. You might see them at colleges near you. You might see them in the farm systems as early as June of 2020. So make sure you check out this product and get them first from Leaf. And we head back to the Octagon with 2019 Tops UFC Museum Collection MMA Trading Cards. Are you ready to rumble with one relic card plus two auto relic cards or on card autos in every box? In addition, look for a museum framed autograph card in every case. Sick. Mouse froze there. So new momentous material dual jumbo mat relic autograph book cards. Fun. Two jumbo sized UF octagon mat pieces with an autograph from two fighters numbered to just five with a one on one emerald parallel. Museum framed autograph relic cards featuring 25 different UFC fighters, all numbered to 10 or less. Single athlete signature swatch logo autographs, including a rare one on one parallel and then several single athlete signature swatch swatch duels and swatch triple autographs so an auto with either one two or three pieces of athlete worn memorabilia it's got a 50 card base set several parallels uh, to collect throughout as well also look for regular relic cards including some prime relics museum memorabilia uh, with jumbo size prime UFC materials, some quad relics, and insert cards like Canvas Collection Originals featuring original artist paintings. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to get our box. You know what I can't wait to get a box of, Rob? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. Me too. <laughs> Who out there has a cool $27,000 to spend on a box of baseball cards? Well, hey, if you do, you're going to love this next product. Yes, that's right. The penultimate baseball card product, Topps Transcendent, is back. And 2019's version is even more loaded than ever before. 205 cards per box at, yes, $27,000 a box. But each box is guaranteed to bring you a complete set of 50 Transcendent Icons base cards, two different 50 card sets of franchise favorites reproductions, as well as a 50 Transcendent collect, or sorry, as well as 50 Transcendent Collection autograph cards of varying numbering. At least two one of one autograph cards are guaranteed out of that 50. Every autograph will be sequentially numbered to 25 or less and most importantly, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does appear in this product. Uh, no, most importantly, there's even more big stuff. Every single box will have a special one-of-one one Derek Jeter autographed card. Every single box will have a one-of-one one autographed patch card or autographed bat knob or bat nameplate 
book card that's new this year. Every single box will have a one-of-one one Transcendent Franchise Favorites sketch card. Every single box will have a one-of-one one oversized cut signature card or oversized letter autograph card of names like uh, Andre the Giant, uh, Woodrow Wilson, I believe, was one of them. Tons of incredible, incredible names from history on that list. Herbert Hoover, Winston Churchill, Mel Blanc, uh, who is Bugs Bunny and is a really hard autograph to find. Crazy, crazy autograph checklist there. And I know we're going long, but that's because it's transcendent. We haven't even finished. There's still the one-of-one one autographed 1953 Superfractor, which is new this year. And at the end of it all, there's also an invitation to a party where you'll get thousands of dollars of other goodies and exclusives. And you get to hang out with special guest Ken Griffey Jr. He's pretty How cool, cool is that? How cool On is that? Yeah, like you know, close to his 50th birthday too. So you could say, Hey, happy belated birthday. And before you at me about the price, which I know y'all probably already are all doing in the comments. Remember this product is designed to be broken and you can get into breaks at a pretty decent price point and have a lot of fun chasing that uh, lottery ticket trip to hang out with King Griffey Jr. So different products for different folks. This is a very unique product though, and well worth some attention. Let's come back down to earth a little bit and hit the ice with Black Diamond NHL hockey cards. The first high-end product of the 2019-20 season it features an extensive selection of premium autographs and memorabilia cards showcasing the rookie class. Unique configuration of two packs per box. One's a Black Diamond pack and one's an exquisite pack. You're going to get five cards in the black diamond pack and one card in the exquisite. So, yes, there are the bonus exquisite collection hockey pack. So what's that all about? Well, one card packs can yield an amazing array of 2019-20 rookies and premium memorabilia cards. Cool. Look for diamond relic cards, two in every case, one per inner including the Rookie Diamond Relic cards, one of the first high-end rookie cards to hit the market, each being numbered to 99. And then you've got the Veteran Diamond Relic cards with 50 veterans featuring one to four diamonds embedded within each card and numbered to five. And don't forget the pure Black Diamond Parallel 101. Three new components this year, Jewels of the Draft, Sparkling Scripts, and Gemography. So a lot of new dynamic looking content in those amazing autograph insert sets. I'm gonna throw back a tribute insert set in here at a 96, 97, and tons of other huge hits. Silver on black signatures, championship banners, Hall of Fame rings, hardware heroes, team logo jumbos, diamond cutters, and more in black diamond NHL hockey. Rob, we've got a new Super Break product uh, following the one-time baseball edition. Well, this is one-time baseball inserts edition, which is going to deliver one slabbed premium baseball insert card in every box. So you can look for classic inserts and parallels from your favorite brands. There's going to be uh, lots of one-of-ones, masterpieces, low-numbered inserts, and extremely rare case hits. And remember, in the case of some of these products, they don't need to be one-of-one one to be nearly impossible to get. Some of these are out of 12s or not even numbering known, but you know when you see that spring fling Vladimir Guerrero Jr. up there or the Derek Jeter Flair Showcase, Absolutely beautiful cards. Ken Griffey Jr. Hitting Machines from 1996 Ultra right in there. You see lots of 90s love on that spreadsheet. There's Jim Mint graded cards, black labels, pristine 10s, low pop report inserts, and many more. This is an extremely limited production run. So look hard and find it and enjoy it. If you're looking for a set that focuses on history from one of the most 
interesting years in American history in the last century. 1969 trading cards from Historic Autographs is going to deliver three chase inserts and three limited edition base cards. Celebrating and commemorating the 50th anniversary of 1969, 100-card base set, three different parallels, relic insert cards, theme cut signature checklist, and a bounty program. So 69 was simultaneously one of the most tumultuous and most joyful of any year of the century. And although the Vietnam War was raging halfway around the world, in America, more than a million young adults overtook a small farm in upstate New York for three days in August that turned out to be probably the greatest concert of all time. It was also the beginning of the computer age with the first commercial microprocessor and ARPANET went online, the early stages of the internet. American doctors performed the first successful heart surgery and urged by the vision of a deceased young president, we reached for the stars and finally made it to the moon. In sports, some of the best underdog stories of the century transpired. How about the New York Jets and Joe Montana guaranteeing a victory over the more polished and seasoned Johnny Unitas and pulling off an upset despite being 14-point dogs? Or the amazing Mets in their last to first in their division and pulling off the most improbable World Series victory in history? And so much more memories, and they're all captured here in 1969. Before we move on, I just want to highlight, it's got an absolutely loaded cut signature checklist. Cut sigs are inserted one in three boxes, and you can look for things like Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Judy Garland, Jack Nicholson, Paul Newman, Vince Lombardi, Keith Richards, Mickey Mantle, Elton John, Thurman Munson, this was his rookie year, Ted Williams, first managerial job, Richard Nixon, Roy Campanella, elected to the Hall of Fame that year, Will Chamberlain, won an NBA championship, William Shatner, last episode of Star Trek airs, and many, many, many more. A lot of cool uh, things in here. Stamp cards, U.S. coin proof cards, so both stamps and coins from 1965. Those are inserted one in three boxes. Vietnam War military uniform patch cards, one in three. And then two in five boxes. How about this? We've never seen this. Vintage car key cards. Uncut stock keys for the 1969 Ford, Chevy, and Ooh. GM cards. It cars including the Corvette, Mustang, and Camaro. And then the bounty program, last but not least. So they're going to give you money for completing the base set uh, up to between $1,000 and $1,900 and between $4,000 and $6,900 if you do the parallel set. So be sure to check out the full details on GoGTS.net as well as other autograph signers. This looks really, really fun. Rob, rounding out this week is something both fun and a little spooky and a little refreshing. Tops Stranger Things, the upside down trading cards. You get to step into an alternate dimension with 2019 Tops Stranger Things. Welcome to the upside down. Two hits per hobby box with one guaranteed autograph or sketch card per box. There's also exciting commemorative button relics. Uh, with a tribute to items seen on the show or referenced. The base cards tell the story of the discovery of the Upside Down. Uh, and make sure that you got some glasses on to, to read those Upside Down bits on the cards. Lots of different insert cards, including the, aw, oh, the Tribute to Barb insert set, and parallels, as well as limited sketch cards and shaped sketch cards, which are shaped to Eleven's head. Those are very That's limited. cool. I like yeah. that. And of course, the relic cards. I mentioned the hobby commemorative button cards. There's also wardrobe relics from the actors and actresses that appeared in the show. And autograph cards, including dual autographs and triple autographs, which some names like uh, the actor who played Will Byers, um, the actor who played Jim Hopper. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he was just Hellboy. The girls all love him. 
David, David Harbour. Harbour. Yeah, my sisters are in love with that guy. Uh, and of course, Millie Bobby Brown as Eleven, perhaps the most sought-after autograph in that product or from that show. Look for this in hobby shops this week. And that wraps it up. And a look at next week's new product releases. Sure to be hot in the shop, hot with your favorite breaker or online retailer. Good stuff. Fun stuff. Wow. Loaded. Big time. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to put Ivan to work and pull, I think he said, 18 winners tonight. And while he does that, check out this cool video about the making of a rookie card, capturing the moment. Wayne Gretzky's 79 tops and OPG rookie card. Be back in a minute. My mother-in-law knows who Wayne Gretzky is. That's all, all you need to know. There's someone who doesn't care about sports at all. And I think that's true of a lot of people. Uh, he's the most famous Canadian and he's the most popular hockey player and still he's been retired 20 years and he's, he's a legend. And if you look back, Wayne going to the Kings in 88 was kind of the catalyst for this groundswell of interest in hockey because here you are bringing this very popular sport in Canada to the biggest state in the United States. And he became a household name with people who hadn't heard of him four or five years earlier. Gretzky rookies in like had to be 80 or 81 and they were three dollars a piece uh, unfortunately I don't have them all now I, I just have the one of them that I bought but uh, it's been a long ride the tops which was three bucks and probably 80 or 81 is now for four hundred and fifty dollars um, ungraded and the Opeachy is a thousand dollars ungraded so and in and, 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 and the higher grades it can go for significantly more money Gretzky's rookie card was basically, you know, Topps calling me up and saying, hey, you know, Edmonton Oilers look like they're coming up your neck of the woods, Springfield, Mass. You know, Gretzky's in the league. He went from Indianapolis to Edmonton. Uh, they're coming into Springfield. You know, what are the chances of getting you to go down there? And I just said, okay, it's a little bit of a ride, but yeah, I'll go. Never been in the rink before. But realistically, I was, in my mind, I was going to photograph Gordie Howe. Gordie was playing for the Whalers. And, but obviously Gretzky's playing and, and uh, I remember I got him to come over to the boards and pose against the boards. It was very, very dark lit. <clears throat> Pictures there might have to be tweaked a little bit, but he played in the game and I shot him. And, but the key was I was shooting Gordie Howe too. You see what I'm saying? And I, got, I remember I have one image, Gretzky and Howe on a faceoff. But the photo of Gretzky literally is him skating from in between the crease and the blue line in that zone. I'm in the penalty box and he's literally just looking up at the scoreboard, probably checking how much time's left in the period. Click took the picture, took a few other pictures, and uh, lo and behold, the card comes out. But I don't pay that much attention to it. You see what I'm saying? The card comes out, okay. It's, I remember seeing the PO, and I think that year maybe I had, you know, maybe 20 pictures used in the set. There it was. I remember Wayne Gretzky card number, whatever it is. When Wayne was down in Florida to congratulate Yager for going into second place in points, I am outside the dressing room wanting to go to the bench. And Gretzky, Wayne looks over at me again, one of those like, okay, do I know this guy? You know, do I know this guy? And then somebody came out and Wayne said something about, you know, bringing Yammer out and the door closes. And then I'm looking over again and Gretzky looks at me again and we kind of like eye contact and I walk over and I said, Wayne, I just want to let you know I'm Steve Babin, I'm the Boston Bruins photographer. I'm down here shooting for up a deck, but I took your rookie hockey card. And he steps back and he goes, really? Where was I playing? You were playing in the last year of the WHA, probably two weeks left in the season. 
you are playing in a game in Springfield, Massachusetts against Gordy Howe. And he, <laughs> I said, I got to bring that card and put that in my bag. I says, because I just want to get a picture of you and I holding that card. I don't want you to sign it. I just want to get a picture of you holding that card. <laughs> you know, because to me, that's, that's classic. You know, I probably got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, never mind thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of sports cards. So uh, it's just another picture. You know, that's kind of cool, being a collector back in the day and, and, and seeing the cards that you have and seeing guys paying thousands of dollars for certain cards. I was saying, oh, geez, though. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, AstrosFan153, who just subscribed with Twitch Prime for the 14th month as well. Seems like lots of 14-monthers today. Is that how long we've been on Twitch? I don't know, but we appreciate it. We appreciate all your support. Uh, Rob, do you have a final update on the poll question? Uh, no, I closed that window. Barry but Bonds. I do have... Barry Bonds one. Barry Bonds one. But I do have, from all of us here at GoGTS Live, to all of you and your families, a very happy Thanksgiving. We will obviously be off next week, but we'll be returning December 5th with a brand new episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies web show. In the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting. For James Gale behind the scenes, Ivan Lovegren over there. I'm Rob Bertrand. Have a great weekend. And again, happy Thanksgiving from all of us here at GoGTS Live.